Hello, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I am your host, Jared Hamilton, and just to give you a fair warning, I I feel a sneeze coming on. So, just wanted to warn you about that because... Yeah, I can feel it like back behind like my nose and like in my sinus area. And uh, it's like teasing me. You ever have a sneeze that just like teases you? And it's just like, I'm not touching you, but I'm coming. I'm coming. And then right when you're doing something important, it's like, hey, I'm just going to make your eyes water and you sniffle. And then in like a half hour, I'm going to actually make you sneeze. So that's kind of where I'm at. So if I end up just sneezing, um, just wanted to give you fair warning, but I don't really care. So because we're the one cut wonders over here at the Hamilton train podcast. Um, like for real, I very rarely do ever any editing or, you know, if like my dog barks in the background or I sneeze or whatever. I'm not that worried about it. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned with getting you the best content ASAP. Uh, I know some people who will like record a podcast like months in advance and like edit it like a fuck ton and just like 10,000 times. And then, you know, three months later you finally get the podcast. Whereas like, I, I would just rather you guys get a little bit more raw and real content and then get it like now. So, um, yeah, so just to give you fair warning, but I want to talk about basically the big things that I wish that I knew when I started. All right. I don't know if you guys know a whole lot of my story with how, when, where basically I got introduced to the fitness industry, um, as just a consumer and a kid that wanted to lose weight. And then that, how that transitioned into my profession, but just a little bit of the Cliff Notes version, um, way before, you know, the professional side of this came in. Basically, what happened was I just was a fat kid and I wanted to lose weight and get strong, and I was terrified of going to the gym, fucking just terrified. But what happened was I did like P90X, you know what I mean, that Beach Body program. So I was all about the at-home programs because I was scared shitless to go to the gym, and so I did P90X like a couple times, and I got okay results. It was the first time ever I started being consistent with with anything. Um, And actually, to be honest, what I did was then when I decided to go to the gym, I was still so lost and confused. I had no idea what to do. I basically took my P90X book, like the booklet that has all the exercises and the plan in it. And I just took it to the gym and kind of mimicked it. So if it had three different types of push-ups, I would do three different types of chest presses. If it had like a pull-up, I did like a lat pull. If it had like a uh, a band row, I'd do like a dumbbell row. I just substitute. But I was so embarrassed that um, to bring in like a cheesy P90X book, I like just duct taped it. I just duct taped the cover of it and didn't let anyone look inside it. So it just looked like I had a notebook. So um, just fun fact about that. But um. But basically what happened was before I ever, years before I got into the coaching side of things, when I was just the consumer, if you will, just want to lose weight, there's a lot that I did wrong. A lot of the content I preach to you is just me talking to like the old Jared, so to speak. Whereas I've, you know, tried every diet under the sun. I've, um, you know, I used to spend more money on supplements than I did on groceries. I used to have the most tedious, tedious, everything, you know, fasted cardio, timed meals, all this bullshit that I'll get into here in a minute. But, um, but I want to come on here and tell you guys that like the stuff that I wish I knew when I started, it would have gotten, it would have made my, my journey way, way, um, way more simple and way faster. Now, granted, all that did eventually come back to serve me. Like I'm all about life is happening for us, not to us, because if I didn't go through some of that suffering that you guys are going through, I probably wouldn't be in the position I'm in today. So, um, but here I want to talk about, about like seven or eight things that I wish I knew, um, when I started, 
You know what I mean? So actually, I want to add one more to this list real quick um, that I just remembered. Um, I'll get to here in a second. So these are the eight things that I wish I knew I would have known when I started. So right off the gate, number one, getting in shape, like just losing weight and getting strong and like being defined, normal, normal goals and bodybuilding are two entirely separate things. So one of the things that I used to think was that like I had to, everyone was a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? So the gym I went to, everybody thought they were a bodybuilder. There were bodybuilding posters all over the walls. There were competitors that went to the gym. And there's all these fucking just bodybuilders, like Arnold style, Arnold Schwarzenegger style bodybuilders. You know, the guys that get on the Speedos on and it's like the span or, not, or like the little, you know, like little whatever. They call them trunks, but it's basically like a little man Speedo thong thing that they flex on stage. Like that's the gym that I went to, like guys that were aspiring to do that. So I naturally became inclined for that. Well, if you know anything about the bodybuilding world, everything is an extreme. It's literally the extreme of the extreme of the extreme of the extreme, but it's also full of bro science. Like there's people doing a bunch of that's, I think where a lot of the the bullshit comes from, like the fasted cardio, the meal timing, this, the crazy supplements that the perfect meal plan here, the, all this stuff there, it came from, I think, in my opinion, the bodybuilding world, because they, everything is just to such an extreme, but at some point science and physiology went out the window where people are trying to like do crazy water manipulation and crazy fasted stuff and all this crazy shit. But I thought I had to do what bodybuilders did to look good. And that's where my suffering came from because, um, sorry, my sinuses are still going nuts because that's what everyone else around me did. I didn't know any better. I'm just a freaking 16 year old punk that just is tired of being fat. And everyone in the gym is like, no, Jared, you got to eat a dozen eggs a day and you got to do chest on Monday, arms on Tuesday, legs on Wednesday, shoulders on Thursday, back on Friday. Got to do abs every day. You got to, you know, eat six small meals a day uh, with only these four foods. Otherwise you'll get fat and you got to have a cheat meal because of hormones and shit and calories don't count if it's clean. And like all these like fucking nutty, nutty laundry list levels of stuff that I'm like, oh, this guy's bigger, stronger, and more shredded than I am, so he must know what the fuck he's talking about, which was wrong. That's totally wrong. So that's one thing I wish I would have known, is that bodybuilding and just losing body fat, getting stronger, and looking better, and being more toned and defined is not bodybuilding. And most bodybuilders don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They still think there's something magical about fasted cardio and crazy, weird... uh, you know, meal plans and all this other fucking stupid stuff and water depleting and sodium spiking and potassium loading. Like a lot of them still think that way, like this bro science side of stuff. And you see him wearing waist trainers and fat loss wraps on stairs and it's stupid. But I wish I would have known that those were two separate things that bodybuilding and the bodybuilding world and just looking good naked were not interchangeable. That's when, you know, like where I talk about my content, most bodybuilders, quote unquote bodybuilders, even though I coach bodybuilders, would be avidly against my content. You know what I mean? So I wish I would have known those were different because a lot of the bullshit that we see comes from that community. You know, I don't get me wrong. I love bodybuilding. I think the sport's fascinating. And like I said, I coach bodybuilders. Like I still have a handful of like competitors. I got two competitors that are competing this coming weekend, you know? So, um, but you have to understand that just, this is why it's all about what goals do you want and not what other people want. Because 
unless you want to be a bodybuilder, quit doing, be, quit acting like a bodybuilder. You know, I know way too many like middle-aged soccer moms who literally have an arm day. They have, well, I'm training chest on Monday and I'm training back on Tuesday. I'm training arms on Wednesday. Very few people actually should be training like that. Especially if you're just like an average person training three, four days a week that just wants to lose a bunch of weight. You don't need an arm day. I can't tell you how many workout programs I've written over the years for very general population people that aren't bodybuilders. And I can't tell you a single arm day or a shoulder day that I've written for somebody. Okay. So just losing some weight, chances are what just you want to do is not bodybuilding. Okay. Number two, number two, I, man, this would have made my life so much simpler. I wish I would have known that all calories are the same. Now I know some people's ears just perked up, but no, every calorie is the same. A hundred calories of chicken breast and a hundred calories of broccoli and a hundred calories of donuts are the exact same hundred calories. I was under the impression back when I started that, oh, clean calories or healthy calories are different than unhealthy calories. Like the calories in eggs were different than the calories in gummy bears, where that is so fucking untrue, it's unreal. All calories are the same. Now, some people are like, whoa, Jared, you're telling me I should eat my whole day's worth of calories from gummy bear? No, I'm not saying that. Let's not go to extremes now. But what happens is there's a difference between calories and nutritional density. Because we know it's stupid to eat your whole days worth of food from gummy bears and Pop-Tarts and donuts. That's not sustainable. Because nutrients matter. Micronutrients matter. Macronutrients matter. But considering everything we do is measured in calories, the big umbrella energy unit of calories, protein, or one gram of protein is four calories to the gram. One gram of carb is four calories to the gram. One gram of fat is nine calories to the gram. One gram of alcohol is seven calories to the gram. Um, If you hop on a treadmill, it's measured in calories. If you talk about the amount of energy your body burns per day, it's in calories. Everything is measured in calories. So first and foremost, your calories have to be in check. That's why all calories are equal. Just like all dollars are equal. If I spend $20 on a hat and then $20 on a lamp, at the end of the day, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. My bank does not care what I spend my money on. They just don't want me to overdraft, right? The do- the inner the unit of measurement has to be in check, right? It's just that'd be like saying, well, three inches on drywall is different than three inches on floor. Well, no, three inches is three inches. When people say, oh, calories are different, unhealthy calories are different than healthy calories. That's like saying, okay, so three inches is this long on the wall, but three inches is actually triple that on the floor. No, three inches is three inches. Okay, if you drive your car a mile on the sand, on the road, or underwater, or north, or south, or uphill, or downhill, a mile's still 5,280 feet. Whether that's above ground, underground, underwater, up a hill, down a hill, on sand, on gravel, on dirt, on grass, it doesn't matter. A mile's a mile. It's just a unit to measure. That's why calories are simply a unit to measure. Because otherwise, if, you know, the, if, if it, if it changed it, if like, oh, well, healthy food calories are really like two calories, really like the equivalent of seven unhealthy calories. Like that wouldn't, that didn't even make sense because the thing that a lot of people forget is you still got to fall under the laws of physics, right? The laws of thermodynamics, science and physiology and physics still have to play roles with all of this. 
You're like, yeah, I get it. Our body is a, is a really complex system, but it still has to abide by the laws of physics, like calories in, calories out. If I've got a, a an, if I've got a gallon container in front of me that's empty and I have two gallons of water, in no world does my g- empty gallon jug fit two gallons of water, even if it's healthy water, so to speak. You see what I mean? That's why if I would have understood that calories are the big game changer, my life would have been so much easier. I was following so many different diets and nutrition plans with zero regard for calories. I was just eating chicken, rice, and broccoli every fucking meal like an asshole and I couldn't find out and I could not figure out why I wasn't losing weight. If I would have understood that calories are all the same, so if I wanted to have any food I wanted and I just kept the calories equated, it would have been fine. Or if I wanted to make a donut work in my day because I was craving a couple donuts, I could have done that. Like that would have made my life so much easier. You know what I mean? Number three, the third thing I wish I would have known when I started that most of the tedious stuff doesn't matter. Like your anabolic window, your post-workout protein, your macro ratios, like, you know, your car magic carb to fat ratios or carb cycling or whatever, or meal timing, eating six small meals is inherently better than two big meals. Or, you know, you got to train fasted. You got to break your fasted state with this. You can't, combine carbs and fats in the same meal. Otherwise your body stores it all as fat. Like there's so much of this, the little tedious bullshit that half of it's not even accurate, but I wish I, I, I would, I would, would have understood because that's the thing is most of this little tedious stuff that you hear is so fucking irrelevant. It's not even funny because guess what? If your things like, I don't know, your total calories are equated. It doesn't matter if you even have a meal post-workout. As long as your total daily nutrition is in check, whether you t- um, eat 15 minutes after your workout or three hours after your workout, it doesn't really matter. Or things like your carb to fat ratios, whether you have what your percentages look like or whether you have a high carb day and a low fat day or a low fat day or a low, low carb day and a high fat day or kind of both of them or what, like, you know, 50-50. Like, like none of that matters. None of it. None of it matters. Or things like meal timing. You know, like when you're talking, when you're talking about the community that like things like this matters, you're talking of like the top 1% of athletes on the planet who a level of digestion and bloating or anything of this teeny tiny stuff to optimize like a sporting event is where this stuff might come in handy to get someone that extra 1% of the 1% in the world. You know, like you're running a world record, you know, uh, hundred yard dash. And you have to beat the other guy that can run it faster than you. So now, now we're talking about this kind of stuff. But for just normal people like you and me who just want to get stronger and look better and feel better and have more energy, none of that shit matters. It just overcomplicates it. And there's no reason to overcomplicate anything. You know what I mean? So I wish, one thing I wish I would have known is all that tedious stuff. If it's tedious, chances are it doesn't matter. I'm not saying don't pay attention to details, but all this crazy levels of tedious things really don't do anything for you. Uh, number four, you really don't need supplements. Now, let me say this. I'm not saying supplements are bad. I'm not saying they don't have a purpose, but they're not as important as people think. I was that gym bro that spent more money on supplements per month than groceries. I was taking it all, man. I was taking, fuck, I walked it. I was taking the whole GNC vitamin shop store 
all sorts of stuff. I had it timed down. I had like freaking tackle box full of pills that I would take this pump agents, this and pre-workout that and amino acids, this special protein powder here and special other bullshit there. And, um, you know, uh, glucose disposal agents here. All I'm telling you just all sorts of crazy shit, but guess what? None, it didn't do anything. You know why? Calories weren't in check. Protein wasn't in check. Food quality wasn't in check. Sleep wasn't in check. Stress wasn't in check. Workouts weren't in check. I was more worried about supplements and anabolic windows and carb to fat ratios than I was anything else. You know, that's why I didn't do anything. And to be honest, if my major rocks, so to speak, like your calories and protein and whole foods and all that was in check, I wouldn't need all those supplements. Because here's the thing. The supplements that actually could benefit you aren't the exciting ones, right? Everybody's so quick to be like, oh, Dr. Oz talked about the, you know, Garcinia Cambogia, raspberry ketones and uh, keto uh, adipose tissue fat blattosis 5000 or what, you know, all these weird stuff or like, oh, test booster 18,000 or growth factor 1752 increases free testosterone by you know, 3000% barely legal. People returned it because it was too good. Like that's not the shit that actually could help you. The stuff that could actually potentially help you is boring fucking shit. Like, um, like multivitamins, basic ass protein powder, creatine monohydrate powder, fish oil. Like that's the stuff that could help you not fucking all the overpromised stuff that's in a fucking hidden cabinet that has a weird key that you could just punch it and open it up from GNC, you know? But here's the thing. If your other shit's not in gear, you really, in my opinion, don't have much business taking all these supplements, okay? Number five, sleep, stress, and digestion are severely underrated. I wish I would have known that. Because um, it goes back to like the supplement thing you know, like the supplements that aren't very sexy or exciting are the ones that could benefit you. It's the same thing. Sleep is not an exciting subject. Stress management is not an exciting subject. Digestion and gut health is not an exciting subject, but those three things are severely underrated because guess what? If you're not sleeping, you're not recovering. You're not recovering. You're not, you're going to have a really hard time getting to your goals. If you're stressed out and your body's in survival mode, you're less inclined to move forward. You're going to have a harder time with food and binge eating and stress and emotional eating. And your body's going to be doing all sorts of crazy stuff because it's in survival mode. You know what I mean? Digestion. Most people have no idea that their gut is filled with all these good and bad bacteria that plays major roles in brain chemicals and metabolism and all these other capacities. You know, this is also where like one thing that helps digestion is just eating more whole foods and more plants and things that you're not intolerant to. And that's the thing, but those three things are severely underrated. And I didn't care about them. I'm like, oh, team, no sleep. Give me all the stress fucking hormones I can get. And no, screw digestion. Just give me all the chicken, rice, and broccoli I can eat. You know, and if I would have known that, I'm telling you, man, everything would be different. Uh, Number six, this is a big one. I wish I would have known there's no inherently bad food. I was under the same impression, so many of you are, that... um, There are certain good foods, bad foods, healthy food, unhealthy food, cheat food, normal day food. Guys, I'm telling you, I used to eat the exact same thing Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. And when I would have my cheat day, man, I almost, I mapped this thing out like a fucking army. I I would, I would spend literally more time 
preparing my cheat meal, my cheat day than I would on like my wife's birthday. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go get two dozen donuts from this shop. I'm going to get uh, lunch at this Mexican restaurant. We're going to get pizza here. I'm going to go get breadsticks here. I'm going to get French fries here. I'm going to go do this here. And I would literally spend crazy amounts of money, have the worst relationships with food and spend way more time because of my hashtag cheat day. Fucking probably had 10,000 calories every, every, every weekend. And I wondered why I wasn't getting ahead. You see what I mean? This is, this is, this is a big thing, guys. You have, there is no inherent bad food. That's why I'm such a bit why I'm huge on like the daily donut and not having any days special. Like, and there's nothing magical about resetting on Monday and nothing too flexible and too like crazy about Saturday, Sunday, every day should be treated the exact same. If you want a donut on a Monday or go out to Mexican and get margaritas, do it. But understand moderation is everything. Calories are everything. And context is everything. But nothing inherently stores fat. Nothing is inherently bad or good. You know, I could take something everyone would deem is the epitome of health, right? Uh, Let's say, I don't know, like chicken. Everyone knows chicken breast is like one of the most uh, stereotypical um, um, health, quote unquote, health foods. And... Um, and if you ate 3000 calories a day of chicken breast, you know what would happen? You would store fat, but it's the epitome of health food. You could literally have an entirely organic diet. And I could, let me go this far. You could have an entirely vegan friendly organic diet. And if you eat 4,000 calories a day of that, of vegan friendly freaking anything, you're going to store fat. I see way too many people. They're like, "Yeah, I'm on a diet. I'm eating, I'm eating my salad. My I got uh, my avocado chia seed olive oil salad with my tofu sprinkled all in it." And and it's like you add up the calories. And that's a three freaking like twelve hundred calorie salad. But I'm like, hey, but but like the thing is that most people don't even think about the calories in that. It's a fucking thousand calorie salad. And people are like, oh, it's okay, it's healthy. Versus you can take quote unquote healthy food, eat it in excess and die early and store body fat. In the same fashion, you can take anything that's deemed quote unquote unhealthy, like a donut, eat it in moderation, stay in a calorie deficit. And guess what? Health indicators increase and you'll lose weight and live longer. So that's why nothing is inherently good or bad, right? It's all about context and quantity. It's like if I get stung by AB, okay, I'm fine. But if I get stung by 3000 bees, I'm probably going to the hospital. You know, if you think about uh, the, if you get, let's say you do something really fucked up and you get put on death row, you know, and you get, you're, you're going to get the lethal injection injection. It's potassium, right? They inject uh, potassium for the lethal injection injection, right? To kill people that are on death row. You know what happens if you're potassium deficient and you go to the hospital, they're going to inject you with potassium to make you better. You can go to GNC right now and buy potassium pills, but like, so like even the main thing that they, people use with death on people on death row, this it's one of those things where it's still about the, the dosage and the context and the quantity, right? Same thing with food. This is why we shouldn't have emotions tied to like chicken breast versus donuts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Still have the most of your, your calories from whole foods. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't have a little bit of fun. It's like money, right? Chances are you, you're an adult with most of your money. You pay bills, you make investments and you're a productive member of society. But guess what? You still go on vacation. You still buy stupid shit. You still go buy $7 lattes from Starbucks. 
you still buy clothes you don't need. You still buy makeup. You still wear, buy, get stupid shit. But guess what? It's okay because it's made, it's in the budget and you spent the most of your money on stuff like an adult. It's the same thing with food. That's a really good analogy. I'm, I'm going to use that more. Um, where am I at? Number seven, diets with names. I wish I would have understood that basically just to stay away from diets with names. Listen, let me say this. I'm not, if you're, if you're like following a keto diet and you love it and are successful with it, I'm happy for you. If you've attached yourself to a paleo diet and you love it and it's working for you and you're successful and can maintain it, I'm happy for you. If you're following Weight Watchers and you love it and it's working for you and it makes you happy and you're successful long-term with it, I'm happy for you. But for the other 98% of the population, diets with names are garbage. I piss a lot of people off with this, but it's something I'm very, very firm in my beliefs about with it, with this. As a whole, diets with names, I just think we should all stay away from because a diet shouldn't be based on what everyone else is doing or what it's popular that has a cult-like following that is trendy, that just has its own name. A diet should be based on you, your happiness, your goals, your life, in your adherence for the next 10 years. That's what that's based around principles, not one way. Because if you're eventually going to quit and throw in the towel, what the fuck is the point? Right? Picking a diet based on a, a cool name, a cult-like following, or whatever everyone else is doing, or whatever Dr. Oz is talking about, is literally like walking into a hospital and going asking every patient in the room what treatment they're getting. This guy's getting blood pressure. This guy's getting chemo. This guy's getting radiation. This guy's getting a cast. This guy's getting a brain scan. And you're like, oh, maybe I should do it. That's fucking stupid. But going around being like, oh, you you lost 50 pounds on keto. Maybe I should do keto. Oh, you bought a Harley. Maybe I should buy a Harley, even though I don't like motorcycles. Oh, you uh, have a uh, a two-story house with brick. Maybe I should get a two-story house with brick. It doesn't see how none of that makes sense. There are so many ways to win, especially because this is all principle-based with physics, like law thermodynamics with calories and stuff. You can literally do this however you want, eat whatever you want and lose weight. That's why every diet has a success story. But one thing I wish I would have understood when I started that basically to stay away from diets that have their own name. So last one, number eight, kind of goes along with number, where'd it go? Six, moderation in anything rules. Moderation in anything rules. Literally, if I knew you could have anything at any time in any place in moderation, and you'll still get to your goal, my life would be, well, I, I would have, my journey would have been so much easier and more simple and less stressful. I'd be terrible. I was that guy that literally brought Tupperware to going out to eat with dinner, to going out to dinner I, or everyone else's freaking ordering burgers and, uh, and tacos and crazy chicken Parmesan fried meals. And I'm literally like either bringing Tupperware or uh, ordering like chicken breast and freaking rice and unoiled vegetables. Like my quality of life sucked. I had no experiences. I wasn't enjoying time with friends or being a kid or being a, a younger person, you know, that's not what it's about guys. You have to learn that you can have your cake and ice cream and get shredded and look good naked and eat it all too. There's no reason you can't. Most people have this crazy idea that they have to live on one spectrum or the other, one extreme or the other, where they're like either on the excuse me, on the far left where they're over here and they're either, they look amazing, but they're suffering and don't enjoy life. Or they're over here on the right where they 
are fat and dying 10 years early and hate the way they look and feel, but hey, they can enjoy their experiences versus there is a middle ground that you can definitely be successful with. Okay. So that's it, guys. Those are the eight things I wish I would have known when I started. I'll just recap them real quick. Getting in shape and bodybuilding, or just getting in shape, weight loss, and bodybuilding are two different things. Just normal fitness, get in shape, get defined, get strong, look good and feel good. And like bodybuilding are two different things. Number two, all calories are the same. Number three, most of the tedious stuff that's just straight bullshit doesn't matter. Like your anabolic windows, your macro ratios, your meal timing, your fasted this, all that. Number four, you don't need supplements, especially the overhyped ones. Number five, sleep, stress, and digestion are severely underrated. Number six, there's no inherently bad food. Number seven, dieting with names is generally something to be avoided. And number eight, moderation and everything rules. So that's it, guys. That uh, You have it. That is the eight things I really wish I would have known when I started. So I'm hoping, especially if you're just getting started or you're not too far along or if you're fucking super far along in your journey, that you understand this now and this helped you. So um, that is my wish, that this hopefully takes some stress and time off your journey or keeps you from going down the, a bad path if you've been in this for a while. So, um, yeah, if you need anything, be sure and let me know. If you have questions about any of this, I am always a DM away. Um, yeah, if you could, be sure and rank and review the podcast for anyone else that, um, that are coming to mind right now that could use it. Because if you got value out of this, they will get value out of this. And you're doing them a disservice if you don't let them know about this free information that's out there. So... All right, guys, I love you a lot. I really appreciate you being here for this past half hour and sitting with me and I will talk to you later.